Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Vulnerable Entrepreneurs, coming at you from the great city of Worcester, Massachusetts. I'm Sean Riley. And I'm Common Thrath. And today, like always, we're having a no-bullshit conversation about the entrepreneurial way of life. All right, we're back, and, you know, this is really an opportunity for us to share all the stories that we have that Sean and I have um, clients that we're talking to people that we're talking to friends and family that are entrepreneurs because um, now more than ever uh, I really feel like the, the whole theme and the title vulnerable entrepreneurs um, is aligning not not for any good but with the pandemic right so we wanted to get back here sooner. We took a little bit of a hiatus for a month or two. We actually were planning to probably come back in the fall, but we felt like this was uh, this, the, this really is the time for all of us to give and share our stories. And we want to help all of you guys out there who are being extremely vulnerable right now. I missed you, man. That's that's what it comes down to. I got to the end of Netflix and the end of the internet, and I didn't have anything else to do. So I'm like, let's bring the podcast back. We get some mad stuff to talk about, right? Oh man, talk you about know? missing. Yeah, I, I, you know, we we typically do this in the studio, and it was it was very weird not to see you as often, or even uh, you know, really kind of correspond with you that often. I mean, we have our our moments, but we're you know, fast forward, we're we're both extremely busy. Um, but yeah, I definitely miss all your funny jokes and your 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 all your clean shaven, you know, baby face. Oh, those but days I, I, are I, over. Yeah, those <laughs> days are over, man. Nope. <clears throat> I'm, go, I'm, I'm going into the tunnel. I'm coming out different. I got, well, I'm Irish, so my, my beard is blotchy at best. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. I might be able to get an elastic around it in a couple of weeks. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. You know, we're vulnerable, so any grooming tips that come in from our audience are always well appreciated, but, you know, we'll give it a try. But I think your point is great. I think, you know, the reason that we started this podcast from season one, episode one, was to create a, a forum. And as much as it was nice to take a little bit of a break, I think we have an obligation to come back and listen listen and respond to our listeners and and keep this going. I mean, we are a community of entrepreneurs. While we are on our own island, all of our islands are very close together. And I think this is a great place to continue to grow together and grow with you and experience your pain and pleasure as well as, you know, that of our, our listeners. I think we have a, a, a lot to offer and even more to learn. And we're doing this over Zoom for, you know, where we, we're not using our normal equipment guys. So be patient with us. If we lag in and out, you know, it really depends on who else is in my house, you know, streaming on, on, I have three little kids here. So they're using up bandwidth and my wife is on a call and, you know, you know, whatever is happening on Sean's end. So, uh, please, you know, this is our, our, our new norm. We're doing our best to work out, uh, with our technology here. And, but you now soon, sooner than later, we will be getting, um, other ways to make the podcast as user-friendly as possible for you guys. Yeah, I agree. I think that, um, as you say, it's, 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 it might not be the new normal. It's certainly the, the way to do business right now. And, and what's most important is not, at least for me, is not so much the sound quality, but the content and the feedback that we get from our community. So, uh, yeah, I say let's have it. Season two, episode one. Here we go, baby. 
So I want to get a little bit into what over the last, you know, going into it with my mindset and kind of my fears and my worries and some of my vulnerabilities that I was thinking about going from February into March and leading to now and and Sean will kind of dabble on, on those two, but they're also like, what, where am I at today? So going into March, um, we know we actually had a, a several different business associations reach out to us and say, Hey, Tom can, cause we're, we do digital marketing and, and growth planning for businesses. Can you guys create some content to kind of help some of these businesses plan? Like how do they do the digital transformation? And we end up doing a weekly webinar, something that we've never done before. We typically do like those once a month cause it's a lot of work to plan. Uh, then we started creating resources and, uh, you know, giving some free advice. We're just trying to help as many businesses as possible because we are a business advisor with some local chamber of commerces and we give that free consultative advice and we're trying to figure out how to scale that and we're scaling it right now with some programs. But prior to that ask and at the same, at the same breath, I was like, shit, what am I going to do if I can't survive and thrive, do this? You know, like I get, we're, we're doing our part to help out. But and I was also like freaking out internally. Like what if, you know, all of our clients that we have in a pipeline are gone, you know, cause we had a strong, strong pipeline going to Q1. Um, you know, everyone had all these plans, right. Going into like, okay, new year, new me, new business, whatever it is, 2020. And then boom, you literally got slapped in the face, kicked in the nuts, punched in the gut. Um, and I started to have conversations with my team members. Okay. We're going to have to start planning like proactively, or we got to cut people. People were losing jobs, getting laid off, getting furloughed. Are we going to be part of this as well? And we, we were transparent with our team right away. We told them what we were thinking. I didn't want to make it a surprise. I wanted to be, make sure that people, because people were thinking about this. You know, if you're running a business, if you're not being op- communicating openly with your, your team members, they're thinking about this. Like just, just be open with them and, and be honest. And then so we, we asked the group collectively, what do you guys think? How can we kind of sh- shave some costs if we do need to cut some, some hours, I'd rather cut hours across the board than like lay off some people and everyone, it really took a village. Everyone came in together and it was, I was actually very surprised and proud to see the, the team come together. Um, but then I'm looking at my bills. Like we have certain bills, like what am I cutting? So it was just like, then the PPP loan came out. I was like, thank goodness. Then I was like, am I going to even get this and qualify? Like, it seemed like it's just a shit show and the yeah. day came out. Friday, I remember two days in leading into it, I got all my paperwork ready. There, were, there wasn't, wasn't much guidelines. Everyone's guidelines different. So we just got as much paperwork together. So we just gave it to our bank. And our bank actually came back and told us the next day, it was like, you guys provided us the most information out of the 300 applicants. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, hey, got to be prepared, right? So it's better yeah, to exactly. have enough because I didn't want to get a kickback. So yeah. um, it took about a week or so and we got our, our funding. But man, thank goodness we got that funding. And I mean, I, I really feel for some businesses that, that still are, are, are haven't got the funding or not getting the funding, but um, I don't know what I would have done without that funding because we, we definitely need that gap, right? That little transition um, sure. to buy time. But that was the scary part going into it. It was like worrying about my people that I may, may not have to lay off or cut hours that they have families and mouths to feed. And um, so it, it was... Um, definitely kept me awake for a while, Sean, you know, and I think I even checked these with you too. So, um, that's, that's the scary side and you maybe can share a scary moment. I'll get, and I'll get into, uh, after like kind of where we're at today. Yeah. Well, you know, as I think about it, I, I hope, and I think, you know, people will appreciate how, uh, sensitive and frankly, delicate 
the global economy is uh, just in general. When things are great, we kind of lose sight of that. But, you know, you have a, uh, a downturn or, or even a, a catastrophic stoppage like this. There is not a lot of runway, whether you're a billion dollar a year company or you're making a million dollars a year. You, you're, everybody is affected by this. I, was, I have a good friend of mine that we do some business with that runs a real estate fund. And one of their biggest investments is residential rental properties, right? So that sounds great. Boom, you know, booming housing market, low interest rates can, can um, really grow the fund and that invest in a ton of residential properties until you have something like this happens. And I always say this, it always, the end of the road is always the consumer. So you have the government that goes out and says, look, this is a pandemic. This is very, very bad for the economy, obviously. We're going to send some relief. So we're going to stop every um, uh, eviction or whatever and allow people that rent not to pay their rent. Now for the consumer, for the renter, that's great. I mean, and it should be. But the upstream, everything always has an upstream and a downstream. The, the, the upstream to that is now you've caused a cash flow problem with the investor or, or the landlord. So what does that mean? Well, now the landlord has to cut costs. They have to lay off people. And then it gets up into the investment world. Now, all of a sudden, that investment has negative returns. So are they going to be able to recapitalize those property owners to offset the lack of revenue, or in this case, rental income to their business. So, you know, my view is that whether it's a government, municipal or federal or whatever, you have to look at the entire circle of a relationship in an industry before you can just say, if we bail out this part of it, it solves it. It does because now you're causing upstream impact in in this case to the the land the property owner and the investment company that that invested in that particular property. From our business perspective, we have like most um, firms like ours have moved from making new investments to being much more of an advisor to existing investments because you don't know where you're going to have to put additional capital, in particular that example I just gave you. So I think one of the biggest takeaways, at least for me, is really understanding how sensitive this global economy is. I mean, they stopped flying planes today in two months, the U.S. airline business, a, a multi-billion dollar businesses out of money. I mean, that's, that, that's sensitive. That's telling. That, that's, that's delicate, right? And, and the U.S. airline is really no different than, you know, airline globally anyways. But, but that industry is as is, is delicate as any other in, in the United States or global markets. And I think that as, as business owners, we need to be sensitive to not necessarily fearful of, but sensitive of the outside influencers into our business. You know, you own rental property and people start getting laid off. What does that mean to your particular business? I mean, it's, a, it's yeah. always a circle. 
what were some uh, like fears that you had for yourself, Sean, just for your business and whatnot? You know, if there was any, you know, it's it's always um, fear of the unknown. Again, if I look at having to make those decisions against poor existing portfolio companies or new ventures. I mean, I want to invest in, and so don't don't our investors invest in new projects. Well, that, that pretty much has stopped for a lot of our industry. It's, it's really in keeping capital in reserve to invest in current projects to see where they're going. So for us, or at least me personally, it's not so much a fear of the unknown. It's how long the unknown is going to last. In other words, how long will this start to, to come back uh, for the economy to come back a little bit? Um, and then we can make some, some better educated decisions. But right now we're flying blind. We have no idea when each of these industries that, that our firm and many others have invested in when they're going to bounce back. Um, and it, and it yep. hinders us from being able to make future decisions, whether it's starting our own portfolio companies or investing in new ideas, you know, at all. We still get a, a bunch of new business plans. I mean, people are looking for capital now more than they ever have. Yeah, I just had this conversation prior to shooting this uh, shooting this podcast today uh, with you with another we're doing this panel uh, you know, panel of experts you know, but basically the the theme is like take control of your business you know and we're going to do a summary of the economy where it's going to go over the next few months and, and going into the year and one of the things I shared was like I really think that there's going to be another wave of really challenging you know again we're reopening um, but there's definitely going to be another reality of like, even with the open, if it still doesn't get to a certain point, like you're saying, like the airline business or any other business, they can only, they might've survived this first wave, but then can they survive the longevity of the next, like, okay, we're reopening, right? So that's like a new wave, a new cycle. Can they survive that? And that's where we're, that's the unknown. Cause we, we have to wait and see what the consumer behavior is going to be. You know, exactly. so once it's really understanding like your buyer's journey, your customer journey, um, we can all guesstimate, but you, you don't know until it happens in real life. And then it, is it pivoting, not pivoting? Um, so kind of where we are today, you know, for InThink and us as an agency, we, we've been doing a lot of like business counseling, advising business, uh, development, which is leads into, you know, business planning and strategy, which leads into a marketing strategy. Um, and we're adding that, that arm more forefront in our service offerings that people aren't aware about. We've people have always come up and said to us, like, you guys actually do a lot of business consulting, but we're a marketing agency. So how we're, 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 we're changing the the value proposition and saying we're a marketing agency that understands business services and business consulting. So we're, we're going to be having a rebrand that's coming down the pipeline, but that's, what we're seeing, like, again, uh, you mentioned it here, Sean, uh, and the theme that we want to have for our podcast is like the pandemic is an opportunity. So we saw the opportunity to really push through what our, what uh, really what our brand is, what InThink does is we're not just doing marketing, but we are doing business advising and we're doing a lot of operational things. So now we, um, that's a need that a lot of businesses are asking for is like, what is my business strategy right now? Cause it has to change. It right. wasn't what right. I thought it was going into January. And then like, shoot, all my guys are like remote and, and how do I do virtual selling? Like that's an operational thing. So like we're helping people 
map that out and implement it. Um, so we're, that's an opportunity for us as InThink. And then the rest of it, business as usual, like doing the marketing, the branding. Um, but you got to get that first, the first two parts we call is business and, and operations. I think that anytime you have a, a situational change to your business, whether it's environmental or personnel or, or, or um, anything really, that creates an opportunity. When something is, is either taken away or added to your business, it creates a, a vacuum, and, and it, which by that I mean an opportunity. And I think the first thing you need to do before it creates an opportunity is it creates a reflection point to understand you have to understand where your business is and what it's capable of before you can figure out if, if this is an opportunity and how can you exploit it. I think that a lot of business leaders get caught up in, and I know it's a buzzword, but get caught up in this idea of pivoting, which to me means if you pivot in basketball, you're literally going, you know, 180 degrees or you're making a significant change pivot in business doesn't necessarily need to be that monumental of a change to your point you can offer the same product and services you just distribute it to your customers differently or um slower or or bigger or in a different way but it's still fundamentally your particular service or product that you're giving to your customers and, and ultimately your marketplace. In other words, you know, for us, you know, in the investment management world and even in the, the advisory world, it's a lot of face-to-face. Well, our product and our experience doesn't change. Just the medium in which we distribute it changes. And the timing of how we do things changes. And I think that business leaders, the first thing they need to do is kind of almost sit back and reflect on what is going on around them and how does it impact their business. And sometimes no pivot is a pivot in and of itself. You don't need to change just because everybody else is or you think you need to. Pivot if it makes or tweak or change your business, whether there's a pandemic going on or, or some other change to your industry that's a lot less severe than this, but be able to, to be flexible and adaptable, but don't change for the sake of changing or don't change for the sake of a pandemic. If you have an opportunity that you've identified as a result of whatever it is, be able to make that, that reflection and then go make that change. Actually, I, I like what you're saying there with the reflection, I, I think I actually that leads into our next episode or really are going to be our first episode now that we're, we're back in action here um, is, is looking at uh, the leader and how to be a leader in this ever changing environment, right? Like reflecting, looking at yourself, looking at your company, but looking in the mirror and, and that mindset. So. Um, Absolutely. I mean, you know, people talk about being a leader in, in a down and a downturn. How about being a leader in an explosive, explosively growing company? The pains and perjuries are the same on either side. And you have to be a strong leader in a great, in a good time or a great time and, and a strong leader in a bad time as well. You have to, you always have to lead. There's no, you don't have a, you don't have a day off, right? You, you have to, always be out front 
you know, leading. All right, guys. Well, welcome back. Well, we'd love to hear from you, stories that you have, stories of friends and families, businesses that you know about. Shoot them our way because um, we want to share as much uh, with you and uncover all the different things that you want to learn a lot more and kind of get deeper, deeper level. So this season, we're going to get a lot deeper than first season. And the first season was a great, uh, you know, kind of like baptism by fire. And we, we got into it and we're hoping to share a lot of more of our, my personality and Sean's personality as you guys get to get to know us better um, and bring some really awesome guests. Yeah, That's I'm next- excited. I can't wait. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, man. Season two, baby. Here we go. All right. Stay positive. Keep crushing it. Stay focused. So this is not so much just for our listeners. It's with our listeners. We're doing this with them, not just for them. We're all together in this big, massive, disconnected group called entrepreneurs. Find us on Facebook and LinkedIn at The Vulnerable Entrepreneurs. Twitter and Instagram at The VE Podcast. The VE Vulnerable Entrepreneur Podcast. And join the conversation by visiting us on our website, thevepodcast.com and email us at hello at thevepodcast.com. Thanks everybody for joining us today. That wraps it up. We understand that every minute of your day is valuable and we appreciate you spending time with us today.